This week nine Thursday night football player props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Ross, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November the 1st, currently 4.09 on the East Coast. Here's to get into our Thursday night football player props between the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And joining me, as usual, to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the Motor King Sport, Motor King Sports himself. The NASCAR season's winding down. The my, my my man's getting a little teary-eyed over there, but it's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, what's going on, buddy? How you doing today? Last race of the season, champion is crowned, and then Cody and I get to take a deep breath before we get back at it in a couple of months for the Daytona 500. So, uh, you know, missing. I'm already missing racing, even though it's not gone yet. But definitely still stoked about football because. That was my first love, and uh, I, I love that you guys still allow me to talk about it like I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but also joining us, I got my guy here with me, Chris B. Cap, and me and Chris knocked out the NBA uh, propcast this morning, so a doubleheader for me and Chris here on Wednesday. But Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm good, you know. Good to be back on the show, man. Good to see Rod as well, and uh, good to talk some some Thursday night football. We got a Interesting, interesting game uh, with some injury implications, as we always do. But let's get into it, fellas. Let's see if we can find a way to make some money for ourselves and for the people. Man. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, obviously, some news, obviously, uh, coming out of this. Oh, both of these teams, I, th- I guess we should say here. Uh, the bigger news, obviously, with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill suffering an injury uh, two weeks ago. And uh, Will Levis uh, gets the starting nod uh, last week against the Atlanta Falcons for the Tennessee Titans. And uh, we saw a presser from Mike Vrabel saying that he was going to try to run a two quarterback system, but uh, it was pretty much Will Levis last week uh, for the Tennessee Titans who led them to a victory. I say two and a half point underdog against the, um, against the Atlanta Falcons and what a debut, I guess it was for Will Levis, 19 of 29, 238 yards, four touchdown passes, Three of those going to Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, who finished the game with four reception, 128 yards. Um, I guess if you're a Titans fan, maybe a breath of fresh air here at this at the quarterback position, because this was by far the best quarterback performance of the season for the Tennessee Titans. So, Chris, let me start with you. Are you buying the Will Levis? Uh, I don't want to say hype train, but are you buying into him as being? The quarterback that can really turn it around here for the Tennessee Titans and fight for a playoff spot, or do you think it was just a one-off game against the Atlanta Falcons? I think um, unless he turns into Steve McNair, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we can only judge him for what he's done, right? But, um, yeah, I think I think there's some correlation. Like, we'll talk about it a little bit more on the show, but I think there's some correlation between, uh, you know, some, some, some quarterbacks having some success 
in their first start because you don't have a you know a big roadmap to kind of kind of scout those players specifically. Then also playing at home. Playing at home is it can mean a world of a difference. We saw uh, what was that guy named? You know, Tyler Big Bignoid or whatever his name was for, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, look exceptional against the Raiders. He goes to the West Coast and just like we expected, loses about 120. So yeah, I think uh, you know I think home home field has something to do with it and. It's all about the defense that they're playing against as well. When you're playing against a really good defense, uh, you know it's going to be a little bit, diff- little bit more difficult. And that I'm not sold on on Atlanta's defense. So I do think that while he was able to have some success last week, like they're not like a top tier, upper echelon defense. They do what they do because they know that they can't give up with so many points if Desmond Ritter is going to be a quarterback because he's not going to score that many. So yeah, those those are my thoughts, my 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 preliminary thoughts on uh, you know seeing Mr. Levis after just one week. Rod, any thoughts on Will Levis from last week? Crown him a Hall of Famer. Put him in the gold jackets already. Get him in. I mean, honestly, I, I love how uh, the whole world just loves to to jump on one week's worth of a, a body of work and say, this kid is a future Hall of Famer. He could be. He could not be. I mean, we don't know. We only saw one game out of this kid. And was it impressive? Well, yeah, you throw four touchdowns in a game, that's going to turn some heads, right? That's going to be something that puts you on the map almost instantaneously. Will he do it again this week? Highly doubtful. Again, just like Chris was saying, the Steelers defense is a touch better than Atlanta's defense, and uh, they're going to give him some fits. I do think, though, that he can find some success. Keep an eye out on DeAndre Hopkins, who we just saw go on the injury report uh, for, what was it, a toe injury or something like that? But, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It's he he got he got some touchdowns last week. I think he'll be back on the field again this week. I'm not really buying into this too much until I see it again tomorrow. Uh, then I'll then I'll start to worry about it a little bit. But again, for for Levis, you know, he, he came into a pretty decent situation as far as uh, he's got the best running back in the league. Maybe not this year, but at least in years past, uh, he's got some stud receivers in his midst. So. Uh, definitely a good situation to, to jump into. So we'll see what he does against the Steelers. But like I said, I think there's some success to be had for Levis this week. Again, it won't come as easy. Like Chris said, a home cooking does a lot for you. But uh, uh, I, I want to see what he does. I mean, I, I hate to see people fail. So I want to see what he does this week. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of hype coming behind Will Levis um, into the NFL draft last year. I think there was rumors that the Colts wanted to take him at number four, but he fell all the way down uh, the draft board there into the laps of the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see. I mean, again, like you guys mentioned, it's it's the first game. I think, you know, both of you guys made great points at number one, home cooking, and then number two, that you don't have much uh, game film on, on what, you know, Will Levis is going to be able to do or not do in the entire league. So uh, definitely uh, intriguing for sure. One of the storylines going into this game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other side, we did see um, Kenny Pickett take a hit uh, last week and uh, Mitchell Trubisky was had to come in. I haven't seen any indications that Kenny Pickett is going to be missing this game because his props are definitely available, as we'll, we'll talk about here in a minute. But um, I guess, you know, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Treading water, four and three, not a bad record. Look, I mean, if they get this victory on Thursday night against the uh, Tennessee Titans, who are winless on the road, I should say, by the way, 0-3 on the Titans. Um, Pittsburgh uh, will be right there in that NFC North division um, with the Baltimore Ravens. And again, all four of these teams in the AFC North all have winning records, four and three for the Steelers. Four and three for the Browns, four and three for the Bengals. Look out for the Bengals. They're starting to play some good ball. And then obviously the Baltimore Ravens right now sitting at six and two. So 
every game going forward is going to matter as we approach the halfway of the season here in the NFL. All right, gentlemen, before we get over to our player props here, let me tell everyone about our prize picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the special leagues. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you want to bet on LeBron James, you want to get on uh, Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Well, you can do that over on Price Picks. And if you want to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, where you can do that, find them in the Community Plays under the Promos tab on the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. Price Pick even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you don't have a player, or if you have a player, I should say, who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury uh, uh, injury insurance policy. So how do we take advantage of this? Players, uh, again, you can sign up with an account, go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use that promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com using promo code SGPN. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the MMA Gambling Podcast, they are running a contest. The MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on youtube all right gentlemen let's kick it off with our player props here rob why don't you lose off first player prop for this thursday night football game all right so we're talking about will levis and i did say that there would be a little bit of success that i think he can find against the steelers defense and so i'm going to take his uh his receiving or his passing yards right his receiving yards yeah he's going to catch a ton of passes uh from himself I've actually seen that multiple, sorry to interrupt you, but I've seen multiple times this season where like a quarterback has thrown the ball, the defense has deflected, they catch it and they get credited for the uh, receiving yard. So Josh Allen get that in a, in a, I think he got one of his own, right? I won't so, say Josh Allen. I think Joe Burrow was one too, but I think there's been like two or three quarterbacks that have, but sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh no, you're good. No, it, it's a PPR point. I'll take that all day long from yeah. a quarterback. Uh, but no, so for Will Levis, uh, his, his actual, his passing yards, I'm not really all that interested in, in the uh, overall uh, odds for those, because to me, uh, when you look at what his passing yards are listed at right now, um, they're at, what is it? 199 and a half, right? And this is at minus 115. But if you look on DK, his passing and rushing yards are set at two four or 214 and a half at plus 100. So give me plus money for what? 15 more yards. And I think he's going to get all these in the passing game alone. I mean, he got 11 rushing yards last week in the game against Atlanta. I don't necessarily think rushing is a big part of his game, but uh, he he got this in the passing game alone last week. I think he can get 215 yards in the passing game alone this week. So if I'm going to get plus money for, you know, again, 15 more yards, I'll take that. Like we talked about, 238 in his debut against the Falcons. Now I get it. This is a Steelers defense uh, that is is pretty much a lot tougher than Atlanta. But 
Brock Purdy threw for 220 against them. Deshaun Watson threw for 235. Jimmy Garoppolo even threw for 324. CJ Stroud, 306. Lamar Jackson, 236. Rams uh, had Matthew Stafford throw 231. And then last week, it was Trevor Lawrence with 292. You sensing a pattern here? Every quarterback they've faced has gone for more than 215 yards in the passing game alone. So as far as rushing is concerned, I mean, obviously... Brock Purdy with 18, or I'm sorry, 20 rather. Um, Deshaun with 22, uh, Lamar 45. So again, I'm not really factoring the the rushing into this so much as I am saying. I think that uh, Will Levis is at least going to get 215 yards passing in this game, which gives you plus money. And uh, I mean, you know, you're not paying any juice whatsoever at that 199 and a half. So you get way better value uh, taking his passing and rushing yards at 214 and a half than you would going at the easy. I mean, 199 seems like a very easy number for this guy to hit this week. Uh, so I, I'm going to give him 215 at least to get there. And you look at what uh, what Pittsburgh has done so far as far as passing yards are concerned. They're giving up 245 yards uh, a game in passing, which by my last count, more than 215. So uh, I like his chances to get 215 here. So give me Will Levis uh, passing and, and rushing yards over 214 and a half at plus 100 on DK. I, yeah, I think that for Will Levis, you also take a look last week. He did have seven attempts on the ground for 11 yards. I think some of those were also kneel downs um, at the end of the game for the Tennessee Titans, but I don't think he'll be afraid to run the football here either. Um, he did have a long a five yards. I mean, again, it's, it's not against a very, it's a very small sample size here for, but I mean, you rattle off the numbers of, of what quarterbacks have been able to do against the Steelers' lack of defense, especially in the passing game. And some of the quarterbacks that you did name, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not having a great season. He had 324 passing yards. And again, if there's a game script where the Steelers are, sorry, the Titans do get from, or they do get behind, you know, obviously you have to throw the football so he can accumulate the yards that way as well. So especially at this number at 214 and a half, I, I, I don't hate this at all. Chris, any thoughts on Will Levis passing and rushing over 214 and a half? I mean, I think you had a ball a lot at, to, to Ryan's point. Um, Pittsburgh offense is not impressive. Like, we know that they, they're not really scoring the ball a lot. So I think it'll be a – I mean, we see the total. It's already dropping in this one. Um, and so this set up to me to be the type of game where we see a bunch of yards, but we don't see any points, right? So I would agree with, with Rod. I was actually kind of taken away just a tad bit by how bad Pittsburgh pass defense has been. I thought that they were like, you know, a really good pass defense, but Pittsburgh is a bend but don't break defense. They, they give up a ton of yards but they don't give up a ton of points. So um, I could absolutely see, uh, you know, Mr. Levis getting to this, uh, to this number tomorrow night. All right, Chris, take us up to your first player problem. What do you got? So speaking with quarterbacks, I'm going the opposite way. Uh, just looked up the news just to make sure. And Kenny Pickett is off the injury report. He uh, was a full participant. He should be available tomorrow. Passing yards of sitting at 208 and a half. I got to take the over. I absolutely have to take the over here. Um, so starting with the Titans defense, they've allowed uh, every quarterback that they faced that's actually played a full game because it's a couple quarterbacks that they played, they faced that didn't, uh, you know, didn't finish the game. But every single quarterback has cleared this number outside of Joe Burrow in week four. This team is allowing 255 yards per game through throughout the air on 32, 32 attempts per game. Um, and you look at Pickett. He's been shaky, to say the least. I think we would all agree with that. But he is three for three to this number, to the over, 
in all of his home games. And it's been against some pretty elite defenses as well when we're talking about Rod's 49ers. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns that don't give up a bunch of yards. And the Baltimore Ravens, probably, you know, the three best defenses in the NFL, arguably. Um, so if he can do it against them, I think that he could definitely do it against Tennessee. I think Tennessee's uh, role here will be to, um, as much as they possibly can, limit the rushing attack. We talked about Pittsburgh not having a strong rushing attack last week. So I think Pickett should be able to throw for I mean, this this number is 208 at its lowest. I, I see it at Bet Rivers at minus 114. But it's up to 212, 213 in some books as well. So, you know, jump in wherever you feel comfortable. But 208 is such a low number in today's, you know, extremely high passing league. And I do think it's, some of it is due to injury. So we may see this number creep up just a tad bit once people understand that he will be available for this game. Yeah, I, I agree with what, what you just said there again. Um, in fact, both of these past defenses have been terrible this season. You kind of go through the numbers of passing yards a lot. You guys laid out the case uh, yards per completion. Uh, both these teams are well below league average uh, yards per uh, pass attempt allowed. Both these teams below league average, bottom four, in fact. Um, so I think there should be some opportunities for not, not, not only big plays, uh, but for these receivers to rack up yards as well. And for Pittsburgh, they also have been very good on, on the ground either. Uh, uh, we'll get to that later, uh, I'm sure. But um, which kind of leads me into my first player prop, uh, kind of going off of what Chris mentioned on Kenny Pickett. I took his longest completion to go over 34 and a half yards in this game. Um, so you take a look at the, what the quarterbacks, uh, opposing quarterbacks have done against the Tennessee Titans defense. And I feel like I talked about this a few weeks back uh, when I, I think I was back in Desmond Ritter at that point, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm sorry, it was Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow wasn't able to get there. But Joe Burrow ha- had a long completion of 17 yards against uh, the Titans. But listen to this list of the other quarterbacks. Derek Carr. Uh, 59, uh, longest completion of 59, Deshaun Watson, 43, Lamar Jackson, 38, Justin Herbert, 42, Tyler Haneke last week in the second half, 52 yard uh, completion. And then Anthony Richardson, uh, way back early in the season, had a, a long completion of 38 yards. So right now this number is sitting at 34 and a half for Kenny Pickett in this game. You got Deontay Johnson back. We know he can be a great down the field threat. Uh, for this team you also have george pickens a guy that can again make those spectacular catches down the field and more times than not we've seen kenny pickett have long completions this season he had 39 against the rams 41 against the ravens uh 72 against the raiders 71 against the uh cleveland browns fell a little short a little bit short in week one against the 49ers where at 31 and then against the texans he had 32 but again the, the secondary of the Tennessee Titans, they are giving up those long, big plays. I like Kenny Pickett's longest completion over 34 and a half uh, yards here. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, he said he was good to go. He said he is uh, for sure going to play. And I think that means that he probably feels like he can do anything that he's asked to do, which is throw the deep ball. And that's what Pittsburgh kind of, I think, honestly, if you can't move the ball on the ground, you have to try and become a vertical team because that's the only way that you're going to end up moving the ball at all. So um, they've got the receivers to do it, right? They've got Deontay Johnson back at whatever speed he's going to be at, you know, and you got Pickens as well. So, I mean, they got to try something. They're, they're a four and three team. And what's crazy about these guys, they're probably going to, you know, get their one game above 500 so that Mike Tomlin continues his streak. And that's probably where they're going to end the season. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on uh, Kenny Pickett's longest completion goes kind of hand to hand with uh, what you were laying out. Yeah, I, I won't regurgitate all that, you know, but um, yeah, you remember at the beginning of the season, this was something that was ca- that was a cash cow. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the show, but I know we talked like we we didn't give it out. I don't know if anybody gave it out, but against this Tennessee Titans defense, man, that you you definitely want to um, kind of similar to my commanders. You want to attack their secondary versus that versus the front seven that they have, um, you know, in the rushing attack. That's where they've been strong over the last couple of years, even outside of the season. So, yeah, long reception. Uh, we've seen Pickett do this against much better defenses and much better defensive backs, in my in my opinion. Uh, dating back to uh, another similar spot. Like, I think it was a Thursday night football spot where it was him versus the Monday night football spot where him versus the Browns. He threw the one pass to pick it, boom, yep. down the field, there you go. So I like him, you know. Yeah. All right, before we get over to round two of our player props, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven and parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets all right gentlemen let's get over to round two of our player props uh chris lead us off okay so we are going to go i think this may be a sneaky one we're going to go mr henry king henry but i'm not looking at his rushing yards i'm actually looking at receiving yards over 12 okay. and a half, minus 110 on betting GM. Uh, I think this number also probably goes up just a tad bit. But when I was looking through the data, I had no idea Pittsburgh was giving up that many receiving yards to running backs. It absolutely made me want to, you know, just kind of the spot kind of jumped out at me. So each running back that Pittsburgh has actually faced um, has gone over at least 13 receiving yards outside of week seven uh, against the against the Rams when Henderson wasn't able to do so. But I do expect Levis to, you know, complete a, a bunch of dump down passes, right? Like we we know Pittsburgh has a has a pretty good front seven, so I do expect them to be able to put pressure on him. And I also don't expect the Titans to kind of leave him out the dry with, you know, trying to force the ball down the field. So I like the dump offs, um, the, the, the dump off situation, especially in a hostile environment. We got to we also got to remember not capping the the props, but capping the game. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers as a home dog here. So that's something to t- kind of take into consideration is where Mike Tomlin and, uh, you know, his team typically steps up and they win the game somehow, some way. We've seen it against Cleveland. We've seen it against Baltimore this season. So just some things to kind of take into consideration when you're, when you're looking at this prop. Um, also, just looking at Derrick Henry, he has at least 13 receiving yards in three straight games. Uh, and sprinkle on top with Levis – because, uh, you know, he was the quarterback last week, he actually saw four targets last last week, which is the most that he's seen so far this season. Um, Derrick Henry himself has 13 receiving yards in five of the 17, uh, five of the seven games. So that's a pretty good hit rate. And I do think, like I said, Levin, so he'll dump down to him a little bit more. We only need a couple catches here um, for, you know, for Derrick Henry. Maybe only one catch for him to, you know, go over this 12 and a half uh, receiving yards. And, and I love that the odds weren't juiced in this one. Just minus 110 as well. Over one better GM. I think that number is still currently available. Yeah, I think um, I was also on this train as well as far as receiving yards, and I'll go give it out as well. I took Tajay Spears to go over on his longest reception as well at nine and a half. And I think that you take a look at what he's done over the past couple of weeks here coming out of the backfield uh, for the uh, Tennessee Titans. And 
right now, if you take a look, not really too much involved in the running game, but if you take a look at his passing game, um, last week he got three receptions off of four targets, only resulted in nine yards, but prior to that against the Ravens, 48 yards, uh, 35 yards against the Indianapolis Colts on five targets. So he's averaging about close to three and a half to four targets per game, but he's also getting, you know, long receptions. Um, so I played both. I'll, I'll give out his receiving yards at 15 and a half. I'm more comfortable with that. Um, but like I mentioned against the Ravens, 48, 35 against the Colts, 18 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, uh, only got nine yards last week against the Lions. Oh, sorry, against the um, against the Falcons. But the targets have been there for Tajay Spears out of the backfield. So I'm expecting, like you mentioned, some Dinkin and Duncan um, if things don't develop down the field for this Titans um, receivers. And so when you see Derrick Henry and you see guys like Tajay Spears as well involved, and like you mentioned, Chris, is also that what stuck out to me is the number of receiving yards that the Steelers are allowing to opposing running backs through the air. Uh, they're also bad uh, on the ground as well, where they're allowing 115 yards per game, and uh, opposing teams are averaging 26 attempts per game. Um, so, but I, I did take a look at Tajay Spears to go over 15 and a half uh, yards here uh, through the air here. Rod, both uh, Chris and I on running backs to go over on their passing yards against the Steelers uh, defense. Can you talk us off? Uh, no, because neither one of them are doing very much on the ground. I mean, Derrick Henry's doing okay things, but he's not doing Derrick Henry things, right? He's not yeah. the 300 yard monster that he is each and every week. So he's got to find production somehow. And if that means catching the ball in this game, that means catching the ball in this game. So um, I think they're going to have to get him involved. And obviously he's strong enough to carry everybody with them over this in one catch. So uh, I, I like that. And then same thing with the Steelers, right? I mean, Chris talked about it earlier. Their running game has been pretty much dismal the entire season. So the only way to get these backs involved nowadays is to throw them the ball uh, on a screen or or just a, in the flat on a short pass to try to get them to get them involved to get them space to actually gain some yards on a on a carry or a catch. Uh, all right, uh, Rod, take us over to player prop number two. What do you got? All right, BetMGM has these fun little uh, I, I don't want to call them parlays, but how about their uh, combined uh, props? So I've got one that I like. It's Deontay Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins over ten and a half combined receptions. This is a plus one hundred five over on BetMGM. You're talking about the, well, first of all, the the main receiver, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, if he plays. Keep an eye again. Like I said, if if he doesn't play, then obviously this is not going to be a, a thing. But um, you know, you've got one of, of this guy's main targets. Now, last week he was targeted six times, caught four of those, uh, before that he had 11 targets against Indy caught eight of those. It was a down day against Baltimore. He only had a catch there, but four catches against Cincinnati, three against the Browns, four against the chargers, seven against the, uh, saints earlier in the season. So, I mean, the targets are there, right? He's not c converting the catches nearly as much, uh, as we want him to, but I still think a four or five catch game out of DeAndre Hopkins will help get us over this hump. Um, definitely want more like six, I think, because I think DeAndre Hopkins would be the one to get us over this mark because for Deontay Johnson, he averages about four catches a game coming into this uh, season now since he got back. But last week is really what the, what's telling me that I think we're going to go over this. He had 14 targets. He caught eight of them. Uh, the week before he had five catches and then three in his first game back uh, against, or I'm not first game back, but the, the first game of the season against 
San Francisco. And three catches against San Francisco is almost like 10 catches against any other defense. Oh, wait, no. No, nah, not lately. The secondary's been Swiss cheese. Um, but again, eight catches last week for uh, for Deontay Johnson. I think he's within the realm of five to six. And I think Hopkins, uh, about the same range, five to six. So if, if we're given both of them, you know, five to six catches, I think 11 is within our reach. So if you put those together, uh, and, and hell, both of these guys are capable of doing this all by themselves, right? Catching 11 balls all by themselves, especially when you're getting targeted 14 times in a game uh, or, or 10 times in a game. Um, so I, I like this. I like the the combination of the two. And you don't have to have just one player go over a certain. You can combine both of them for plus 105 at BetMGM. Yeah, I mean, maybe something we'll love is found with DeAndre Hopkins, who up until last week was having a pretty subpar season or not up to... The standard we've seen what um, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely capable of. Um, <clears throat> so I think for, again, you mentioned also Deontay Johnson coming back, and he's definitely going to help the offense of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no question about it. Um, and the targets were there last week from as well. 14 targets, eight receptions to go back to the first week, five uh, receptions off of uh, six targets. So again, these two guys are both, uh, target machines uh, for their respective teams. So I can definitely see in a world where this can get over the number for their receptions combined here, Chris. Yeah, I would say the same. I think when we talk about both of these rushing defense, well, we talk about uh, Derrick Henry on the road. That's where he's kind of struggled at the most. So I do think that, you know, they're going to have to pass the ball t- just a tad bit more. And um, we've been referencing this for a couple of weeks now. Pittsburgh just, their, their rushing game has just been abysmal of the league. So Love it. I love this one as well. You always find the sneaky ones, right? I like this one. All right. Let's get over to round three of our player props. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off? Uh, all right. Well, then I will take uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm pretty heavy on DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't realize that I was going to be this heavy in it. Uh, 35 or more receiving yards in each half. This is actually at seven to one on FanDuel. Mm, I mean, listen, last week he did this on one catch in both halves. So, or, I mean, he's done this in one catch on, on in either half on, on a lot of his games, but um, I mean, 35 yards for a guy, like we said, who, who gets targeted as much as he does. And now maybe Levis has found something with him. Cause if this was Tannehill last week, maybe I wouldn't be so heavy on it, but it just feels to me like Levis is going to have to lean on his number one receiver. And I mean, I'm, I could sit here and give you all the stats to back this up as far as, how many times DeAndre Hopkins is at 35 yards in, in either half, uh, which is actually a, a couple of three, four games here in this. But really, it doesn't matter because last week is what it does matter. And he's done that on one catch, like I said, in both halves. So I think he can get it done again. I think this is a, a easy number to hit in, in both halves. I think he's going to at least get 70 yards in this game for sure, if not 100 uh, in this game, if he's healthy, obviously. If his if his toes not hurting him too much, but you know, 35 and a half, it doesn't sound like it's that difficult. And I, I had to double triple check that that number was right. Cause seven to one for this, that is a very generous number. So if you can find that on FanDuel, please do, because that is, I'm not making this one up moon off. Like people have <laughs> told me that I was before. <laughs> Uh, I, again, I, uh, I've seen DeAndre Hopkins do this all throughout his career when he was with Houston. I mean, the guy is, he has some of the best hands in, in the entire league. There's no question about it. There's few and far between times where he actually does drop the ball. Um, and we saw last week, what 
uh, DeAndre Hopkins is capable of doing. And um, maybe, like I mentioned earlier, I think maybe him and Will Levis have found something. And again, this is a game where the Titans are, are trailing that Will Levis have to throw the football and who better to throw it to uh, than DeAndre Hopkins. So does seem like a big number here to ask him to get 35 in each half. I mean, maybe sometimes you get off to a slow start here, but um, I think that if the Titans don't have success, I think, um, and the Steelers will have success. They they got to throw the football here because both of these past defenses are absolutely atrocious uh, thus far this season. Chris, you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, just that it reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield to Mike Evans. <laughs> you know, yes. I was betting on the under for that to happen this year, and you know, lo and behold, uh, Mike Mike Evans has turned back the hand hands of time, and uh, you know, kind of catching passes, and and they're being touchdown passes to that. So. Just, you know, really good wide receivers in my estimation, not playing with the greatest quarterbacks, but still being able to tell a quarterback, hey, can you just throw it up and, like, give me a chance? And I promise you, like, I'm going to catch a couple. So I couldn't talk right off of this one either. And we know that, like you said, you know, you, you watched this in Houston for yeah. a long time, and it could just be one catch per half, and that, that's really yeah. all you need. So I like this one, Rod, especially at 7-1. to one. I'm taking a screenshot so you guys know I'm not crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to send that to you guys. Man, why don't you uh, uh, try to see if you can upload it here on the stream, and I'll, I'll try to pop it up if you can. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number three, man. So st- sticking with uh, – I actually, like Rob, Rob mentioned, Levis and, uh, you know, like in, like in Hopkins in this spot. I really like Pickett the Pickens. I know you talked about this one earlier in the season, you know, but but Pickett, Pickens line is a tad bit too low for me. I know Pickett's not the greatest quarter, quarterback in the world, but – Pickens, he's, he's a boomer bust type guy. So, I mean, the, the, the receiving yard number is only 52 and a half uh, at Bet, over on Bet Rivers at minus 115. So, you're not laying that much juice. And, uh, like I said, boomer bust type guy. I, I do expect this, uh, you know, against this defense, I do expect them to have some success. Uh, even if Kenny Pickett is not quite 100%, even though he is kind of trending in that direction, I think it only helps this prop even more. Um, you look at Pickens. Four games so far this season, he's gone over 53 yards. He leads this team in receptions. Uh, he leads the Titans, and the Titans give it up. They've been giving it up all year to wide receivers, so that's another reason why I kind of like him in this spot. I do think that he's a better receiver than he's getting credit for just because of the quarterback that he's playing with. Um, you just go through and kind of look at the numbers. In eight weeks so far, uh, this, this Tennessee Titans defense has given up 53 yards to 10 different receivers if you just go through and count through the box though. So that's that's more than one per game. And if anybody's on this team is going to is on this Pittsburgh team is going to have you know more than fifty three receiving yards, uh, it's going to be Pickens. I, like I can't mm-hmm. name another guy. Uh, so I got to take my chances with this one. Like I said, boom a bust, but give me give me Pickens to go over fifty three and a half, uh, fifty two and a half receiving yards. Um, this could also come in one play. So I like Pickens a lot in this spot. Pickett to Pickens is what I'm trying to hear tomorrow, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can't talk you off of George Pickens again. I, I took the over for a season long uh, number to go over. He's already at, he's at, or I should say, 522 receiving yards thus far this season. And again, he's a guy that is a huge down the field threat. Uh, we talked about the 71 yard catch he had against what was the Cleveland Browns um, last week, 22 yard reception, 31, 41, 32. So almost more than half of his yardage are coming on one play uh, for uh, George Pickens. And again, when you talk about this wide receiving group of the Steelers, it's pretty much Pickens and it's pretty much Deontay Johnson. So again, I, I keep on harping on this that I, I want to see what the game plan is going to be tomorrow for both of these coaches, because if they recognize that both these past defense are terrible, 
we should see some big numbers from these wide receiving group. Hopefully for our sake and for Chris's uh, profit as well, it is going to be actually from a yardage perspective for George Pickens. And then we want Deontay Johnson also eating up the receptions as well in this game. So I do uh, love that as well. Um, for my third player prop, uh, I'm going to say on that side of the f- um, football and team, I should say, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm looking at their tight end right now, Connor Hayward, who's filling in right now for Pat Fairmuth, who has been uh, put on the IR and is injured. Uh, I see his receiving yards at 22 and a half in this game. I'm going to take the over. It's been a very fine line over the last three weeks for uh, Connor uh, Hayward because he's at 23, 23, and 24. He has accumulated, let's see, 13 targets over the last uh, three weeks, and those have turned into 10 uh, 10 receptions for Connor Hayward. But I think what really sticks out to me as well is how bad the Tennessee Titans defense is against a tight end position. So thus far this season, they're allowing four, right around four to four and a half receptions per game to that tight end position on 5.71 targets. But what really sticks out is a yardage. 46.57 yards are allowing to that tight end position. And every single one of these uh, tight ends, except for the collective group of the um, Cleveland Browns, went over this projection in that game. David Njoku only had four receptions for 20 yards, so only fell three yards short of this number. Other than that, Saints tight ends, 36 yards. That was all Jawan Johnson. Gerald Everett, three receptions for 47 yards. Um, as a group for the Bengals, uh, 24 receiving yards. Uh, as a group, three tight ends for the tight end, uh, for the Colts, I should say, 48 receiving yards. Mark Andrews, four for 69. In the last week, we saw Kyle Pitts go for three for 35. So, um, Connor Hayward, I like the number here at over 22 and a half. Again, very fine line because he has gone over this number in uh, three straight games, but barely by half a yard, uh, hoping that the Titans defense um, forgets about the tight end position here and that Connor Hayward has a at least a 23-yard uh, receiving night uh, for this uh, Steelers uh, offense, I should say. Rod, any thoughts on this one? Steelers have always loved their tight ends. That's, that's the thing yeah. about this offense. It doesn't matter if it was Ben Roethlisberger throwing to Heath or uh, any number of, of solid tight ends that they've had over the years. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah, it sucks that Muth is out. Uh, he's a really good tight end. But, you know, next man up in this offense, and and this is a very tight end-friendly offense under Mike Tomlin. It always has been. It always will be. So, yeah, I, I'll take any any tight end prop uh, uh, with the Steelers. Uh, Chris, any thoughts? And then the opposite of what Rod is saying is that we're talking about the Titans defense. <laughs> giving it up, right? That's how you want to attack them is through the air. So absolutely, you know, I like this one a lot. And I think that you found some value just because, like you said, he hasn't, uh, you know, necessarily, um, you know, he's not necessarily the starter. So you get some value there too as well with that number probably being a tad bit lower. I love it. All right, guys, let's get into our touchdown scorer uh, scores for this game. Total sitting at 36 and a half, but maybe the books are not expecting a lot of points in this game. But these Thursday night football games, at least over the past couple of weeks, have been flying over the total here. None of the other primetime games on Sunday night football and Monday night football have been going under the total. But Thursday night football, sneakily, these numbers have been uh, we've been seeing a lot of touchdowns, I should say, uh, put it that way. So uh, let's get into our touchdown score prop bets. Uh, Chris, lead us off, man. What do you like this week? So I talked about him already, but I gotta keep I gotta keep backing them because I mean, who on Pittsburgh else can score? Give me George Pickens at plus two ten. Um, he leads the team in touchdowns and receptions and yards. So I do think you know if you want to attack Tennessee, you want to do it through the air, of course. And I do think that Pickens can get in the end zone. So 
At plus 210, I do not hate that number. I think the only reason it is so high is because Pickett only throws a couple touchdowns. to. He only has a couple to his name. I want to say like five. Uh, but majority of those have gone to, to, to Pickens. So I like Pickens at plus 210. Uh, opposite side of the ball, Raj guy. I think you got to continue to ride the train of DeAndre Hopkins off the strength of last week just to kind of figure out if that was real or not. And if, if Tennessee's going to score, how, how's that going to be? It's either going to be DeAndre Hopkins or most likely, you know, Derrick Henry. So give me give me D Hopkins, uh, especially with what he was able to do last week, just kind of riding that energy at plus 210 as well. Love that we're getting that number there. Uh, we're going to find out if it's a real connection, uh, you know, this week. And then honorable mention, that I couldn't get there with this one because the odds are horrendous. Um, I was expecting at least plus four to one uh, or four to one. But Pittsburgh defense, uh, we know that when they're in these really close games, especially as a home dog, that's when you typically want to want to buy on them defensively because they get some kind of block punt for a touchdown, some kind of yeah. interception return for a touchdown, or you know a, a scoop and score. So. Um, Pittsburgh defense only only plus two 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 eighty. I do not like that number, but it would be an honorable mention for me. In I see spot. plus six fifty. You see plus six fifty for a Pittsburgh defense uh, score. Wh- wh- where where at? You know, because I, I can Okay, yeah, sign me up. I'll be on DraftKings plus plus stick fifty is what you know said for uh, Pittsburgh defense. I got to go back and check because I'm like plus two eighty. That that seems a little off to me. They just must know that Pittsburgh defense is going to score, but. Yeah, if I can get a 6-1, to one, I'm there. Possibly something we saw uh, when they played the Cleveland Browns. I think it was their first pass that Deshaun Watson had turned into a pick six uh, for that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. But yeah, I see a plus 650 right now on DraftKings. Uh, Rod, who are we finding, who's finding the end zone this week? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I see it too as well. So you're not crazy uh, also. Plus, uh, just, just to back it up, there it is. DeAndre Hopkins, 35 receiving. That plus seven hundred. <laughs> not crazy there, uh, but let's stay on DeAndre Hopkins because I I did not wake up meaning to be in love with him, but I am. Uh, but if that toe does not keep him off the field, I'll take him as to score first or last. Right, this is at four to one on DraftKings. You can get him to score either first or last. Now, the great thing about this is that if somebody else scores first, okay, cool. You still are in line to have him score last. So uh, if he gets that first score, you're cashing early. If you have to wait till the end of the game for him to catch the last touchdown pass, then that's fine. But I I still think if he's going to score, he's going to score early or he's going to score late. Uh, He's either going to be in line to get the big play at the beginning of the game for Tennessee, or it's going to take him catching a big touchdown pass at the end of the game in order to, to win this game or to even come within you know, a a touchdown or a field goal of winning. So like I said, it's the guy Chris said, that's going to score for Tennessee, right? So it's just a matter of, can he do it again? And can he do it first or can he do it last in this game? And at four to one, I'll take that chance. All right. Love it, man. Hopefully it's another week where DeAndre Hopkins has uh, another three touchdowns. Hopefully it's a first one or a last one for sure. Um, Anytime I see plus odds on Derrick Henry, I got to take it. I know it's a chalk of the week, but um, he's been alternating between scoring a touchdown and then not scoring a touchdown. So last week didn't get one in the end zone against the Falcons. He did against the Ravens that that's my wonderful handicap <laughs> as far as touchdown score. Uh, but we mentioned right there, they're really struggling against the, um, the running back position are the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And going back to Chris's point is that you can get this through catching a pass as well and finding the end zone and getting into the end zone that way. So sure when we talk about running backs, you have we always have that option whether running it or, uh, having a receiving touchdown as well. So I took um, Derrick Henry plus 130. 
I uh, love the D hop angle as well. Two to one. I mean, for any time touchdown score, come on, sign me up for that. Um, and I'll double down on my, on my guy, Connor Hayward, man. I know the tight ends haven't scored a touchdown yet, but at plus 360, uh, I'll, I'll give that out, out as well. Hopefully it's a 24-yard touchdown pass uh, for Connor Hayward, and, and I can kill um, uh, two birds with one stone there. So Connor Hayward plus 360, DeAndre Hopkins, I think consensus team ride here at 2-1, to one. and then uh, Derek Henry to find the end zone plus 130. Derek Henry for two plus touchdowns tomorrow. Uh, is plus 750, so I don't hate that number either for Derrick Henry. All right, guys, let's close out this episode strong. Let's get into our best bets here for the Thursday night football game between the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Rod, lead us off, best bet. I think my my best bet's my first one. Will Levis over 214 and a half pass and rush yards like uh, at, at plus money. So, uh, yeah, again, I just think he's going to get at least 215, if not more. So, yeah, sign me up for that one. If I see a world and on the box score at the end of this game that there's more rushing attempts and passing attempts for both these coaches, they should be fined. Uh, Chris, best bet for this Thursday night football game. What do we got? I would also agree with that, you know, because I because I'm also my best bet is going to be a passing one as well. Like Rod said, uh, other side of the ball, pick it. Like I said, he's going over this number against the elite defenses. He has to be able to get it against Tennessee, right? We're talking about upper echelon versus, you know. The, the, the bottom of the barrel when we talk about Tennessee being ranked in the bottom 10 and a bunch of different, you know, statistical categories. So give me pick it over 208 and a half passing yards. I do think that Pittsburgh is kind of abandoning that rush, uh, you know, that rushing attack and Tennessee's good at stopping the run as well. So uh, pick it through the air, hopefully to pick ins, uh, touchdown, a whole bunch of yards. I need him to look like, uh, you know, throwback Dan Marino or something out here tonight, uh, tomorrow yeah. night. So give me pick it, give me pick it over uh, 208 and a half passing yards is my best pick. You know? You knew that Tom Brady to Randy Moss uh, connection three. It was like what three receptions, 164 yards, and three touchdowns um, uh, for uh, Pickett to Pickens in this game. Um, all right, my best bet. I'm gonna go with Connor Hayward. I think that's sneaky here. Over 22 and a half receiving yards. Again, the tight ends have had a lot of success against the Titans uh, this season, uh, so I think that can continue here for. Um, for Connor Hayward again, uh, the targets have been there. He's done this in three straight games, but again, a razor thin uh, margin there because he's gone over this projection by just by half a yard. And I think pretty much the book is just putting it at 22 and a half. And like Rod mentioned that historically we've seen the Steelers love to get their tight ends involved uh, in the passing game. So hopefully uh Pickett throws a little bit towards my guy, Connor Hayward, but hopefully majority of that goes does also go to uh, uh, George Pickens in this game as well. All right, gentlemen, that's another week of Thursday Night Football player props in the books, week nine. Um, anything else, Rod, we want to mention before we get out of here? No, sir. Just, uh, again, catch the last week of NASCAR on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. F1 still got some time left. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're saying goodbye for the regular season. And, uh, yeah, get to focus more on this and, uh, and maybe some other motorsports that I can find and dig up through the winter. Chris, anything else, my friend? Nah, man. Same thing as always. Bet responsibly. Uh, you know, enjoy the game for sure. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. We do got a close spread here, even though we might not see a lot of points. Or we might just be thinking that we're not going to see a lot of points and then see a lot of points. So, you know, enjoy enjoy the game. Gamble responsibly. Uh, hopefully we gave us some winners. And uh, definitely check me out on Twitter. Me and me and off, you know, firing off. We don't feel like we're doing a whole bunch of stuff right now because we are. Uh, but at Crispy Cap in two piece, two ends. Uh, and best of luck to everyone. Yep, 100%. Uh, make sure to follow my guys here on Twitter or X, whatever you may want to call it. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back uh, Friday for our Week 9 Sunday game player props. So look out for us then. 
Um, and again, make sure to subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. We'll be going live for the propcast on that channel uh, whenever we do do our propcast shows here. All right, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.